Welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Over the next hour, you will hear raw, honest, and inspiring conversation between Lindsay and her guests, discussing how to thrive, live joyfully, and abundantly in spite of life's challenges. Now, here is your host, Lindsay McCowan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically. I'm your host, Lindsay McCowan, and you are listening on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So I'm going to ask you a few questions now and just think about these for a moment. What does it take to live the life you love? What does it mean to be courageous? How do you see beyond this moment to the bigger dream? And what relationship does faith have in cultivating the life that you want? So these are just a few of the questions that we're going to be diving into today on our show with Dr. Chelsea. Now, she's a very special guest. I've met her a few months ago and immediately fell in love with her and the work that she's doing. So, but before I introduce her, you guys know what we're going to do. We do this at the beginning of every single show. We're going to stop, pause, and breathe. So if you listen to my last episode, which was my solo show, Saving Myself From Me, you'll understand why the breath is so important, not just for me, but for all of us. So let's just take this moment to connect. So if you're comfortable with closing your eyes, feel free to do that, or you can keep the eyes softly downcast. But wherever you are, just invite stillness into the body. And then invite a deeper breath into the body. So breathing in and out through the nose. And seeing if you can bring that breath all the way down into your belly. Perhaps even allowing the belly to soften. And as you breathe in and out through the nose, just create a smooth cadence of breath. So the inhale is the same length as the exhale. And breathing in a pattern that is reflective of the life that you want to live, that it flows effortlessly. It's powerful, yet easeful. There's a sense of effort, but it's effortless effort. That you apply just right amount of effort to be filled up and rejuvenated. And then you also are able to release exactly what you need to. So you aren't weighted down, overburdened. And let's take one more breath in together and out together. And then when you're ready, you can keep breathing if you like through this whole show. I strongly encourage that, but I'm going to come back so that I can introduce this amazing woman. And if you did love that drop in and those breathing practices, then be sure to grab my three practices. I offer three practices if you go and sign up for my newsletter. I don't over spam you with newsletters all the time, but you can get it at lindsaylynsie.tv slash practices, or you can go to my website, lindsaymccowan.com and grab those three practices. You get a breathing practice, you get a meditation practice and a yoga nidra, which is super yummy. It's one of my favorites. So Dr. Chelsea is the founder and chief happiness doctor. I love that. Chief happiness mm-hmm. doctor at My Own Wellness, LLC. She is credentialed mental health professional 
an executive well-being consultant, and happiness and life transformation coach who specializes in somatic approaches. She is passionate about helping individuals manage negative stressors and anxiety so they can live the life they have always wanted, which is a life that brings them joy and happiness. So welcome, welcome, Dr. Chelsea. Can I just call you Chelsea? Yes, please, (laughs) please, please, please just leave all of the other stuff off. Yeah. Are you today? Oh, well, thank you for asking. I was a little bit stressed right before the show started because there's a lot of moving parts that uh, were added onto my list today, but I did sit down right before I got on. I do my usual ritual, even though it was a little shorter of just breathing and doing a little chanting to the divine so that I can be centered by her and make this show really infuse the show with what, you know, the purpose and the mission. And I, that's not to show up stressed out and anxious and, you know, not grounded and centered. It's the other way. <laughs> <laughs> But you know all about that. I do. I do. Isn't that the life that we lead? Culture tells us to hurry, 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 wait, and hold all of that in. And it never tells us to breathe. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And all that that holding in just creates more and more. I think of it as like compaction. It does. And it's compacted and compacted. And eventually it comes out in some form or fashion, whether Mm -hmm. we're physically ill mentally ill, emotionally unwell, or our life starts to fall apart, eventually it all comes out. It always does. Yeah. And it all came out for you about 15 years ago, did it not? Or do you mind sharing a little bit about your story? Yeah. So um, I had been a counselor and mental health professional for a number of years, Uh, had a wonderful uh, business partner, and we started this amazing consulting business And we were doing phenomenally. I mean, we were really, our goal was to go in and help people find the pattern to their own version of success, whether that was in corporate or organizationally. And we started in educational systems, really helping parents and teachers and educators and those in higher education really make that connection so they could help those who help others. The thing that we know is those in the helping profession often don't have someone they can turn to. So we were doing that and I started to get really ill, just extremely ill and saw numerous doctors over and over and over. And it was my autoimmune system. I was diagnosed with lupus um, about 15 years ago. And that journey of healing, restoration of wholeness and what felt like coming back from death Mm -hmm. is what ultimately turned my life around. It is there that on oxygen and wheelchair that I began to understand the power of breath. I began to understand how important it was to not only breathe in life and to live life. And I think I had been on the hamster wheel of life, trying to do all the things. And then I said, oh, yeah, I need to to be this, too. But I forgot what it meant to be whole. I had no idea. And my journey began and it is a continuing journey. Let me say, <laughs> oh, you know, I know it's like, everyone thinks that the, the thriving piece is like we, it's a destination that we'll get to, but it's, it's not, it's no. not, it's like, it's a continuous journey towards your goals. And you just become more adept at being able to navigate all the challenges on the way to each and every goal, but it just, it's continually 
happening. It is. It's the yeah. thing that we we think there's some arrival point. And the truth is, we just arrive at the end of our life. That's it. So what do we do in the meantime? There's the beginning and there's the end. And it's up to us. We get to choose the stories that we're going to tell and will be told about us. Uh, you know, when we are young, we don't have as many options and we are soaking it all in. And whatever those experiences are from the people who surround us from our environment impact and can influence how we choose to walk the next steps. So those traumas, those experiences, whether positive or negative, they can either be scars or they can be those things that propel us forward. And even with our scars, the thing that we know is all scars scab, you know, they scab and they heal. So our job is to allow them to heal, to keep moving forward. And that's where the resiliency piece comes in, I think. And often we aren't taught to be resilient. We aren't taught that, okay, this negative thing happens. And when I got sick, okay, this negative thing is happening, feels like it's happening to me, in me, on me, in my life. And, and that was the thing that I learned. It didn't have to be a but anymore, but this happened to me, but, 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 and, and what now? And what am I going to choose to do with the next part of my story? Yeah. yeah. I like, you know, I was in my head, I was like, you got to get your butt out of the way. You do, <laughs> but that's it. But isn't that it? It's isn't so that it? it. it but is that's so it. it. That's absolutely it. I think that we often are like, but I can't and I won't and I don't and I shouldn't and, and, and all of these mm -hmm. things. And there's, and all of these negative things are all the butts of life. They're all the butts. Mm -hmm. What if, and I love how you mentioned, you know, you know, all scars, like, you know, we have experiences that do feel like they scar us, mm -hmm. but if you continually tell the story over and over again, and you don't like look at the end piece of it, like, oh, this is actually a beautiful opportunity for my growth. And it's actually leading me to something, um, and offering me, um, some insight and wisdom and some skills for the next stage of my life. But if you just stay with the story, you just keep picking that scab off and it never actually has time to heal and it remains a wound. But mm. if you let it heal and you have that scar, you know, who doesn't like show their scar and be like, Hey, like have their great story behind it, but it's a liberating story or so empowering story. And so I always think of that, like, okay, those scars are just, you know, this part of life. We all, yeah. yeah, we all have them. Every single one of us. If you think you're going to get through life unscathed or unscarred, then you're, it's going to be really a hard hit when you do get a little it bit is. of a battle wound. I think the thing that you're talking about is there's the wound, which never heals if we don't allow it to. So we have this wound that we often carry with us. And then the scar, the scar is always a sign of triumph. If you ever see a little kid and they say to you, you know, look what happened, look at my boo-boo, it's this thing that happened to them. And then they say, I fell off of something, I didn't do something. And what do you see them doing? Doing the thing that they fell off of. They are jumping back on the thing that they fell off of and they don't think about safety. You know, whether you're little child, you're looking at a little child, a two-legged child, or even an animal. I think about I'm a I'm a dog lover, so I have to tell you, like I'm just a pet lover. And one of the things I recognize about my pets, when my pets fall, when my kids fell when they were little, they would fall and they would get back up. 
And there's this moment, if you notice, animals do it and little children do it. They pause and they look at you. They're looking for affirmation that they're okay. They're looking for the, okay, can I continue? And if you start to freak out, they will start to freak out. But if you don't, they don't either. They keep going. So what happens when we choose not to freak out? Like, there's the oh crap moment. Oh my gosh, this is horrible moment. And going back to the ant, this will be a scar. This is where I'm going to heal instead of an open wound that I continue to pour into and pour into and let it fester and become all kinds of nasty things that can happen in our life. You know, and I think that happens a lot when things have been done to us opposed to us having choices in it. And when we don't realize that even though something happened to us in the past, we can actually start to heal from it, even if we did not cause the wound that was created. We can let the scar take over and the scar begin to heal. And it can be a sign of triumph. It can be a sign of, look what happened to me and look where I am now. And, 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 yeah. Yeah. And when you were saying that, when we have these moments that happen in our lives, because they're going to happen, that mm-hmm. it's just that choice that we can either affirm that we're okay or affirm that we're not okay. And then the mm-hmm. affirmation that we're not okay is what creates instability mm. and chaos. And But if you can affirm that you're going to be okay and pull from the resources that you have or find the ones that you need, then it becomes a more um, a power of choice, an empowering mm-hmm. choice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm wondering, like, you know, back, you know, when you were diagnosed with lupus, I can imagine, like, you know, you said you were coming back from death. So you got to that point where you felt like you were dying. And so what was that? What was it that pulled you? Like, what was the first step that you took to, to get to where you are now? Because I'm imagining there's many, many steps that were taken. There were a bunch of them. And part of it, um, I was in the hospital. For me, I was, and I think we all have a hero's journey. I think it's part of our story. I'm in the hospital and uh, I'm on oxygen. They can't figure out why I'm not breathing. Uh, Everyone I know is scared around me. And this doctor comes in, young doctor, he's an intern and he's cocky. And he looks at me and says, do you think you're imagining this? Do you think your imagination is what's causing this? And I remember looking at him like I really looked at him. And it took all of the energy that I had to to breathe, to get sentences out. And I looked at him and I said, what would make you think that? Well, none of our tests are saying there's anything wrong. They have me on oxygen. I can barely sit up. It struggles for me to walk to the bathroom in the in my hospital room. I'm not eating. And he says, because his tests are not validating my experience, it must not be true. And I said to him, I said, well, I'm a mental health professional. All of my friends are mental health professionals. And if something were really wrong with me, I'm sure they would have checked me into mentally, psychologically wrong with me. They would have checked me in somewhere or they would have made sure I got treatment. So the fact that I'm in a hospital that 
talks about physical care instead of psychological care. I need you to address my psychological needs, no matter what your tests are saying. And part of being a good physician is not just looking at a test, it's knowing the person. Mm. And he came back to me and said, I really just think you need some anxiety medications. And he rattled off a list of things. And in that moment, as I'm listening and watching him, I realized he didn't see me as a person. I was not a person. I was some numbers on a chart. It also told me what kind of doctor he was going to be. (laughs) And it told me that for one, I had to advocate for myself. Two, I don't need anyone's, anyone else's validation of my experience to know that I am living a truth that is real. So it made me trust me even more. Uh, and then the third part in that was I am going to have to get better because of the choices that I choose to make. And I knew at that moment it was up to me. It was up wow. to me. I mean, in that moment when you feel just at the end of your rope and you're looking to a healthcare professional to find some solutions for you and for him to not validate how you're feeling and what you're experiencing and trusting his tests more than he trusts the human being's experience, his patient's experience, had to be just so unbelievably draining and frustrating. But it's incredible to see that in that moment, you had these three powerful lessons that you have to be able to advocate for yourself, which mm-hmm. is frustrating in itself that we need to do that with our healthcare profession, but it does empower us. And that you had this insight that, oh, I'm forgetting the other two. And especially the second one felt so resonant to me in the moment. Um, so you, you're going to be your health, your own advocate. Help mm-hmm. me with the other two. Um, I was going to be, I had to be my own advocate that I had to one no one else needed to validate my experience yes, for it to be real. Yes, yes um, that was it. Yes. And, okay, and a third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in that moment, it was my choice. It was up yes. to me to heal. Those were mm. the three lessons that I walked away from that. So for me, mm. it changed the direction of my life. Yeah, not needing someone to validate you and that you're in charge of your choices are just incredible. incredible. My healing, yeah. Yeah. And so I can't believe this. We are already up to our first break of the show, but when we come back, I'd love to learn or, and talk about some of, you know, the next step after that, like what, Mm -hmm. how did you start to change the work that you do and what was inspiring and inspiring you to do the work that you do now? So when we come, yeah. So when we come back, we're going to be continuing this conversation with Dr. Chelsea and if you haven't already, we have an incredible Facebook community called Women Thriving Unapologetically, where we continue these conversations throughout the week. So if you want to be a part of that community that's rising and thriving together, then just go on over after the show and join our community. We'll be happy to have you, ladies. We'll be right back after the short break. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? 
Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful, magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv slash goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Welcome back, everyone, to Women Thriving Unapologetically. This is uh, an incredible conversation already that we're having with Dr. Chelsea. As she shared with us before the break her story of how she was had a health challenge. And in that moment when the doctor was being arrogant and not trusting her personal experience, but only looking at the test results in that moment, she had a little, what I'm going to say is a little mini awakening that in that moment, she realized that she's going to have to be her own advocate and that she can't seek validation from other people. And that more importantly, that she's going to have to choose her own healing and be in charge of that. So I'm so excited to have this conversation with you because everything that you're saying is so deeply resonant with me. And I know it's resonant with a lot of other women out there. So I'd love to hear, you know, the next phase of this, like, you know, it really shifted the trajectory of your life. Like you were already doing this amazing work um, in the world that felt like on purpose. And then this happens and then it shifts your trajectory. It did. One of the things that I learned in those moments uh, and the ones that followed was one, how important my breath was, how important it was to be not only in the moment, but to take each moment. So I stopped taking them for granted, which sounds cliche, but when you can't speak or breathe, you do a lot of listening. And I could hear, I heard things I didn't hear before. I could hear the undertone and the undercurrent of what people were saying. And there's a connection between what we say out loud versus what we're really saying in our body language, what we're saying in our spirit, what our energy is saying. And I learned to tap into the divine. I learned mm -hmm. to tap in and my faith and my spirituality became the dominant force in my life because it wasn't about what I could, what I could do on my own anymore. It was about what can be done through me. And it came by listening and sitting. And it isn't mm. amazing. Like we just came through a season and a pandemic where we had to be still. What are the lessons that come out of that? And there's something that can be said, and you know this, Lindsay, in our stillness. There's so much to learn in stillness. I learned the value of stillness and I got a lot more still. I have a friend now who says to me, they're like, 
I can't believe like you never leave the house anymore. You used to be go, 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 go. And I don't. I enjoy stillness. I do a lot of sitting these days, just a lot of sitting and listening and choosing the moment by moment, because we know anxiety makes you rush. You feel like Mm -hmm. the hamster wheel is in your head and it's in your feet. Like you have to go. And I've learned not to do that anymore. I've learned to take that. And with that, because I've shifted the work that I felt called to began to shift or even just how I approached it. It didn't necessarily change the work. It changed how I approach things. And when I started approaching things differently, I started getting different results. I used to be a, um, a, a little, I don't know. I think someone called me once like a little poodle. Yip, 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 you know, I was just <laughs> a little attack dog, you know, and I've learned that it's not necessary. It's not necessary. I can when I move with purpose and I move with connection and I'm not looking to get something, I'm looking to give something, I get a different response from other people and I have a different experience. And I learned the value of shifting the experiences. And it doesn't mean crappy things aren't happening or life isn't challenging. It just means the lens through which I look at all of these things is completely different than what it used to be. Completely different. Sometimes when I look back, and we all take those moments where we look back like, oh, man, I can't believe I did so-and-so. But when I look back, I look back and say, oh, the things I did not see. But thank goodness I didn't see them then because I so much more appreciate them now. You know, mm, it's, it's that. that it's that thing. It's taking the approach, the way that we approach things changes the trajectory. I had a wonderful mentor, very good friend who talks about the trajectory of things. And one of the things she talks about is that when you are flying a plane, my daughter is now training to be a pilot and one degree off can send you in a completely different direction, different trajectory. So it is in those still moments and that we're able to tap in and listen. And what my daughter is telling me as she's learning how to become a pilot is it's tuning in in one single moment to everything you need right then. Mm. And I said, wow, that's great. She's, I asked her, I said, how do you do that? She said, it's one at a time, mom, one at a time. And I said, oh, again, one at a time. She said, it's obvious, but not obvious. It is, right? Because it's not going to be obvious if you're caught up in the hamster wheel because mm-hmm. you're not quieting down enough to see it and feel it. I absolutely loved how you explained stillness for you is that you started to listen more mm-hmm. and, and that quiet, those quiet moments when you're listening, you could hear the undercurrent. Oh, that gave me chills when you said that because it's just such a, there is an undercurrent to life that we are missing out on this like sacred pulse of life. Mm -hmm. If we're quiet, we can feel into it and not just hear it and feel into it, but let ourselves move with it. And it sounds like you're just, you know, and I liked how you said that you're just, you open yourself up to be the channel and allowing that that current, it feels like to flow through you and be gui- and guide you, and how that has changed the way that you approach your work. And 
you know, I know like when I coach people and maybe you find this to be true as well, that they're like, how can we be successful if we're not doing all the things and, you know, checking off all the 50 million things on our to-do list and, and just burning ourselves out. Like burnout seems like to be such a common part of our vernacular now. And like almost everyone's experiencing it at some level, uh, even if they're not aware of it. And so Mm -hmm. how would you tell your clients like, that, you know, really need, need to feel this undercurrent to slow down, to listen, like how we, how would you explain that it's in the slowing down that you can be successful? I start with one of the things that I like to tell people is our world is focused on the do. Let's focus on the be. Do you know you well enough to even go out and do the things Most people have no idea who they really are, who they want to become. And they think that their dreams, their hopes, the future is already dictated or mandated for them. And they forget that there's choice. We all have this beautiful choice in what we were doing. Remember, we talked about the and there's a choice in this and we can be empowered through our choice. The choice is to change the trajectory, to get off the hamster wheel or the roller coaster or whatever you want to call it. You can actually get off. You can get your ticket back and get on a different ride. And that ride can be one that you're choosing. And I think so often when you remind people, I always tell people, so I'm going to give you permission to make a different choice. It's one of the first things I usually tell clients. And they often say, well, what do you mean? I have to work. I have to, I have to, I have to. What if we shifted that perspective from I have to, to I choose to, Mm -hmm. or I have the ability to? Making that shift in our thinking is often the first thing. And it starts with who do I want to be? Who am I? We don't know who we are. So to even tap into an undercurrent of life, to tap into the energy that we are that we're putting out and we're getting back and to have this symbiotic experience occur, we don't even know who we are bringing into these experiences. We don't even know the relationships that we're having have a lot to do with who we're choosing to show up as and not, it's not subject to someone else. It's not subject to the person, to the situation, to the circumstances in our life. It's not subject to that. It's subject to the fact that who am I going to choose to be in this moment? It's Mm. a choice. It's a choice. And we can be empowered by our choice. I love that. It is our choice. Every moment to moment, we are making choices, whether we're conscious of them or not conscious of them. So why Mm -hmm. not wake up and make a conscious choice and starting with paying attention to the language that we're saying. Cause even like when now I've paid so much attention to language now and I'm, I mean, because I have a lot of ingrained patterns mm-hmm. that I'm still working on mm-hmm. in the way that I see things and the way that I speak about things and, and that I now, now can be more aware of what other people are saying them. And when I heard you say like need and have to, like my body just started to tighten. I need mm-hmm. to, I have to. Um, and then when you started to say the words, like, I get to, I choose, I had the ability to, my body softened. Mm-hmm. And so I just invite mm-hmm. everyone on the show just to say that out loud. Like, just like, I have to, I have to, I have to, I need to, I need to. And then just choose a different, choose a different word. I get to create, yes. you know, I have the ability, I choose, I decide. And just like, 
am I, am I already feeling better by saying but that's the thing. That's the thing. Like we speak out into the world, all those things that we are going to become. It starts in our language, but our language before it starts with our language starts in our mind and starts in our hearts. And we don't spend enough time in those spaces. And we wonder why we're not getting the results that we really want. Let's come back to the beginning, you know, uh, come back to the breath, come back to the person on the inside and tap into the spiritual connection, tap in to the answer to all. You know, there's this divine presence within us, whether we believe it or not, it's there. There is a part of us that that we can connect with. There's a part of us that we can find security in because we're all looking to feel safe. We're all looking to feel safe and we're all looking to feel loved. And the safety that we're constantly seeking out there and we feel disappointed by, it's not really what we want. We want the thing on the inside, but we don't even know who we are. So who are we going to choose to be? Not only choose to be, but who are we listening to who we authentically want to become? That authenticity that we want out of life can never be found out there on the hamster wheel, on the roller coaster. It's always going to dip and fall, or it's always going to be the same thing over and over and over again. So if we want something different, we have to make a shift. And it's a heart shift. It's a mind shift. It's a speaking shift. And then it becomes an action shift. It's all tied together. And it's like this little rope that's tapestry that's kind of weaved through our life and we get to weave it it doesn't have to be weaved for us it doesn't have to be weaved um by someone else it is in our hands and how empowering is it to know that oh i get to choose and not only do i get to choose i can trust in the divine to make sure that to know that it is well to know that it is well mm-hmm. i have everything i need in this moment and everyone to come. I am enough with everything that I have. And you know, there's some, there's so many things that you said that stand out and you, we, I feel like we agree on so many, but not that we have to agree <laughs> on everything, but everything you're saying is making me light up. I'm like, yes, sister. Yes. Amen. <laughs> um, so I, this piece that you said, you're talking about how it's important to connect to the divine and like we have the divine in us. It's part of who we are. And if we're ignoring that part of ourselves, then we're denying half of ourselves. Like we're denying such a huge part of who we are. So how can we possibly know what our purpose is in life, what we're meant to do? And how can we possibly show up fully authentic, doing what we uh, want to do in our lives if we are ignoring that part of ourselves that mm-hmm. is the part of ourselves that actually informs us and helps us make more intelligent and discerning choices that are in alignment with the heart and keeps us attuning back to the heart over and over again. So I think it's I'm just so happy that you brought that piece in because I really, for me, I really do believe that what most of us are lacking in our lives in this modern go, go, go culture is that connection. And that when, that, when we come back online with that, a part of our uh, us comes back online and we feel more whole and present for those moment to moment. I think we're constantly trying to fill this half 
We go into every situation a half or a third person, and we're constantly trying to match an experience to make us feel whole, a person to make us feel whole, um, shopping, alcohol, anything to make us feel whole. When the truth is, if we tap into the other part on the inside of us, when we tap into spirit, the divine spirit and connect to that, that's where wholeness really occurs. Then we go out and we have these human experiences and these relationships and connections. And then we go into it fully present and awake. So we keep looking and searching out there when it's always within. It's always on the inside of us. But we don't want to quiet down long enough because we don't like the chatter that's coming behind that. We don't like the noise of our past, of our circumstances, of the shoulds, the coulds, the woulds. And that's when we have to let it go. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part. Letting it go is so hard. And yeah. and for healing to happen, we let it go mm-hmm. one at a time. And it's not all of a sudden. It's not like it's a magic pill that all of a sudden it's all gone. Like abracadabra, it's all gone. It's not that, but it's one moment at a time. I think we keep rushing it from here from there to here, and it isn't. We look at people's in circumstances, what we think is their in or their arrival point, and we look at where we are now, but we don't know the steps it took for them to get to where they are or the steps they're continuously taking. You talk about before the show, you have rituals that you do consistently over and over. That's not because you've got it all together. It's because you know this is what it takes to keep it all together, to tap into that divine part of you, to tap into that part of you that knows, that understands, and is willing to go that extra mile, to bring your whole self into this space. It takes these things in the background. That's the part that we seem to miss sometimes. Well, thank you for saying I don't have it all together (laughs) because I don't. And, yeah, I and we don't, and I, none of us do. And none of us that's, do. That's the thing that happens so often, especially when we start out on our journeys and that we start to look to our mentors and our guides and we think that they all have it together and they don't. But I love how you put it together that it's by doing these daily practices that helps us maintain our momentum and our inspiration to continue to move forward through the challenges that come into our lives. Because my life is not without challenges. Your life is not without challenges. Mm -hmm. But it's because we come back to the practices that connect us to the core of who we are that we're able to do the things that we do or to move with more grace and ease and not be caught up in the chaos that's around us. And if we do get caught up in the chaos, then we know how to get ourselves out of it quicker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I... That, oh, there's so many things I want to say, but we're up to break again. <laughs> this is what happens when we have a guest on the show and they're just so inspiring and have so much to say. The time just flies. So I thank you for being so inspiring. And so we're going to take our last break of the show, but be sure to stay tuned. And perhaps during this break, just put your hands on your belly and take some deep breaths until we come back because two minutes of breathing can really, really shift how you feel and perhaps listen for that that deep undercurrent that's right there waiting for you to tune into. So we'll be right back after this short break. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? 
Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the Divine Feminine. When you awaken the Divine Feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful, magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Welcome back, ladies, to Women Thriving Unapologetically. We're having an incredible conversation with Dr. Chelsea uh, on how to find courage to dream big, dream big, and live the life that you love. And we haven't quite gotten to that part yet, so I really want to start have time for that in this last segment. And before we left, you were talking about how we carry all of this baggage around with us all the time and all of these experiences. And we don't want to let go of that, but in, you know, the yoga tradition, we need to let go of that. And the reason that we don't want to let go of it, because we don't know who we're going to be if we let go of it. Mm. And there's that fear around that. And what happens is we start to carry all that stuff. It becomes harder and harder and harder to thrive. And I know hope is like a really powerful word for you. And I want to hear more because I, I, I have two different thoughts on hope, but I want you to tell us the, the reason why hope is so important to have and how it can help us move from this place of clinging to our, all of our stuff and just surviving to a point where we can let go of all of that and step into the true thriving. So one of the things sitting in that hospital bed, listening to this doctor tell me all the things that I wasn't or wasn't experienced, invalidating my experience. And in some parts, invalidating who I was, I had a choice in that moment. I told you about the three things I garnered from that. I could give up hope that I would never get better, or I could choose to hope for something more than the experience that I was in at the time. And it was a very long journey beyond that. Uh, And every single time that I wanted to not believe for more, or squash my dreams, hope took over. So uh, there's a biblical scripture that says that hope is the anchor of our soul. It is the driving force. It is what secures us to the promise of something greater than who we are. And when we remember that hope is the basis for everything that we dream, we want, that we can create in this world, it shifts us. Often when we are surviving something, a job, a relationship, life itself, we forget to hope and dream for more. 
And I think so often we have to give ourselves permission to dream, just dream. We seem to squash those in trying to meet the demands of life or meet the demands of culture or meet the demands of someone. And we don't ask ourselves, not only who do I, who am I choosing to be? What do I want out of life? And what can I give to life? What can I give to life? What can I give? How often do people ask themselves that question? I mean, I know I didn't for a long time. And that's the thing. And it's changed when I started to shift that perspective is like, oh, that's why this show enlivens me. It's like, how can I give through this show? But isn't that it? Mm-hmm. It is to be inspired through hope, the hope that you will connect with someone listening or millions listening, where your message resonates with them and it causes a ripple effect in their life. And in their life, that shifts someone else in their life, and it goes on and on and on. But isn't that what we're created here to do? We're never called to do this journey alone. We're called to do it with someone else. And how we all go about doing that can look very different because we all have different gifts, talents, and skills. We And we have to remember that we each have that unique calling, that unique wisdom, that unique Thing that someone else needs. And we forget that part. We forget it. So I definitely want, because the hope always has been this word for me. Like it kind of reminds me a little bit of wishful thinking. Like, I hope, I hope, I hope this is going to happen. Mm. But for me, I love that the hope is this anchor to the soul, but there also has to be action. And, and like, that's, that's the part. part. Mm-hmm. So we start with hope. And that develops our faith because we all have faith in something. You, Both of us are sitting on chairs. We had faith that the chair would hold us. You know, we all have faith and our faith is our trust factor. What are we choosing to trust in? Are we choosing to trust in this world system? Are we choosing to trust in the divine within us? It is the trust factor. Faith is trust. It's trust in something. We all breathe in and out. We trust that there's oxygen for us to breathe. We're all trusting in something. We all have faith that something will or will not happen. And we can't have faith in something unless it begins with this trickle of hope. It doesn't, they have to align. This hope that we have, it is anchoring us to this space that connects us to this trust. This trust that we have is the belief in more. It is the dream for here and beyond. It is a dream inside of us that we have said no to, that we can't even connect with, that we don't even tell anyone about because we can't believe in it. So hope for me is not about wishing. It's about the connection to and through my faith. It is the start of something. It is that essence, that essential oil, if you give me, that little drop that reminds me that there's more than what is right here in front of me. It's not about my natural presence. It is the hope or the belief in something more can be done through the divine that's working in me. Thank you so much for that clarification. It really, it it just broadens my perspective on the word. So I appreciate that. I'm always looking to broaden my perspective. And for so long, like, I don't want to use the word hope. And sometimes I even tell my clients, don't use the word hope unless you take some action behind that. But I really enjoyed how you explained hope and as being that anchor. But then, you know, we have to have the trust and the faith, but how do we build the trust and the faith? 
Because if you're holding on to all that stuff and you're clinging to things, it's difficult to trust life. And our goal is never to trust life, is it? Life will Mm -hmm. always disappoint us. Let's be honest. Life is run by humans. We (laughs) are human. We are fallible. We all screw it up a lot. And that's the best part of being human. You know, there's this, and my favorite saying is we are human beings and not human doers. Meaning that when we focus on the being of something, the mistakes show us that we're learning and growing. And I don't believe there are mistakes. I have to be honest. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even let people use it around me. I'm like, did you learn something from it? It can't be a mistake. Did you learn something from it? Because the success that we really say we want, we spend so much time bottling ourselves and keeping ourselves, okay, I'm not going to do that because that's risky. I'm not going to do that because that's risky. And I'm going to do this and I'm just going to work my job and I'm just, and I'm just, and I'm going to, and I have to, and I have to, and I have to. And we're tense and we're tight and we do all of that to keep ourselves safe so that we don't experience this thing called life, but life still continues to hit us. So we know that it's still not going to go the way that we want it. We already know that part. So our trust is not in that. Our trust is in the divine. And the divine is all knowing, all powerful, almighty. Our trust is in this space that is not fallible. It is in this space that awakens us, that reminds us of love. And the divine is love. Love is the divine. So when we trust in that type of love, that pure, authentic love, we don't have to worry about failing. We're not putting our trust Mm. in things in life. We're putting our trust in the source that is the source of all sources. And from that space, we don't have to worry whether someone else is going to harm us or hurt us because we know that we'll be okay. And often our question is, will I be okay? Can I survive this? And it's not about, can I survive this? It's often just, I know that I will. Mm. And when we shift that perspective, when our perspective begins to shift and we're not putting it in things and people and we trust in the source of sources, then our movements begin to happen. And I'm not saying it happens overnight. It is one step at a time. So to move from surviving to thriving, I always tell people I had a very good friend who told me once I'm having my epiphanies and, you know, you're doing all the things, you know how you get your mojo, but your friends haven't quite caught up to where you are. And And she said to me, she said, I'm a young mom. I have small kids. I don't have time to think about all that other stuff. And I remember thinking, she's right. She's surviving. But the only way to stop surviving is to take a chance. It is to take a step out. And I remember in that moment empathizing because I know the space and I know the only way to move from surviving to thriving is to take one step forward and another and another. Yeah, baby one steps. brave step, one mm-hmm. brave step. So maybe today I meditate for two minutes. Maybe today before I get out the car and I have to go deal with kids or, or partner or work or whatever it is, I decide to take some breaths. Maybe in this moment, I decide to affirm who I am. Maybe in this moment, I listen to someone who reminds me how good of a person I am instead of going into this work situation where they don't remind me that I'm so good. They like to tell me the opposite because I'm not looking for validation from them anymore. I'm choosing to find out what the divine is saying about me. 
Mm-hmm. I think it starts there. And such these just micro practices, we can mm-hmm. use micro practices in throughout our day. And we, like I tell my clients, you're just weaving the divine in throughout your daily life. It's not sitting in the morning or in the evening. It's weaving it in throughout the day with these little small practices. And I think it's letting the divine lead us. Yes. Because we start listening. We start Mm -hmm. listening. And we have that feeling, oh, I need to be be still right now. We've all had that little whisper that says, don't say anything else. Mm -hmm. Catch your breath. Yeah. Go take a nap. Go for a walk. We don't listen. We don't listen. We ignore it. Step away from the list. Step away from the (laughs) list. So, you know, I can't believe it, but we are up to the the end of the show. So we only have a, about another minute, but I would love for you to share with everyone how women can connect with you. Uh, sure. So you can reach me. I'm on all social media platforms as the Dr. Chelsea, and you can reach out to me on my website, my own ohmwellness.org. Uh, I have an upcoming webinar. Uh, it is free. It is about less stress, more peace, and finding freedom. Uh, it is next w- Friday, February 24th. And nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So definitely check out her, Dr. Chelsea's uh, webinar, because that's going to give you a chance to really experience working with her in something that's free, and you'll get a lot of incredible benefits from being there. So definitely go to that. It's on her website, myownwellness.org and check her out on all the social media platforms. And I look forward to seeing you at the Yoga Expo in Florida on March 18th. So if you're in the area, come on over to the Yoga Expo and come see and look for Dr. Chelsea and myself. And we're going to, we'll give you a big hug and be so excited to see you in person. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate your presence and your beauty and your stories and just Mm -hmm. your clear messaging. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the divine for guiding both of us through this crazy life of ours and helping us fulfill our purpose. And so my friends and women out there, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. We'll be back here next week, same time, 10 a.m., East Coast Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, many, many blessings and much love. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Women Thriving Unapologetically. We hope we've inspired you to claim your birthright to thrive. Tune in next week where we will continue to give you the tools you need to flourish, prosper, and thrive. Until then, have a beautiful week.